Hello Royals, happy Friday and welcome back to this day in history. I'm your host Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements for today so let's get into the history. On this day in 1981 the Iran hostage crisis ended. This event is easily one of the most famous events of the Cold War. Not to mention it foreshadows our involvement in the Middle East. Also, funnily enough, I don't know too much about the event myself. I know the rudimentary facts, such as it killed Carter's presidency, but that's about it. It's all surface level. So, let's start at the beginning and cover the Iran hostage crisis. For background, the political situation in Iran was chaotic. Before the hostage crisis, Iran was ruled by Shah Mohammad Reza. Mohammad Reza was the king of Iran and was supported by the CIA and MI6. With this, the Shah was very cooperative with U.S. interests. That meant the U.S. could breathe easy, knowing their gas imports were secure. However, this would only last for a little while. The Shah lived a luxurious life compared to many Iranians who lived in poverty. This angered many people and the Shah's popularity only decreased. The people were mainly angry that the United States had so much influence on the country and they felt they were being imperialized. It came to a head when Ayatollah Khomeini would be the figurehead of the Iranian Revolution. Discontented Iranians would flock to him and his message and openly rebel against the Shah's government. The protests and rebellions were fierce and bloody, and Iran was plunged into chaos. However, the revolution ended when the Shah and his wife left the country. With the Shah gone, Ayatollah Khomeini stepped up as Iran's leader. Something interesting to note is that Khomeini's revolution was not a liberal one, but a conservative one. Under the Shah's reign, while he was authoritarian, he still was liberal in some areas. For example, the Shah issued many reforms to modernize Iran. That didn't matter to the Ayatollah though. Iran became a theocracy, which meant it is a nation governed by religion. The closest comparison would be the Vatican City, actually. While the Ayatollah somehow made Iran more totalitarian than a monarchy, other groups were also acting. I am referring to the Muslim student followers of Imam's line. These were college students who supported the Iranian revolution, and also, they were militarized heavily. One final characteristic of the group is that they were highly anti-American. Wanting to help the revolution and strike a blow at the Americans, they occupied the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. The Ayatollah did not order this occupation, but later on he would come to support the students. On November 4, 1979, the college students stormed the U.S. Embassy. They took 52 diplomats and citizens hostage. While the students initially wanted to sit in the embassy as a peaceful protest, this soon changed. As crowds of supporters gathered outside and cheered on the students, they got bolder when they knew the guards would not shoot them. The students then listed their demands. They demanded three key things. First, for the United States to send the Shah back to Iran for trial and execution. Second, the U.S. should apologize for its interference in helping overthrow the previous prime minister. Third, they wanted all of Iran's frozen assets released. The United States would quickly scramble to the negotiating table, fearing for the lives of the hostages. President Jimmy Carter tried his best to navigate the crisis, but to no avail. When negotiations broke down, Carter knew he had to rescue the hostages somehow. Thus, President Carter organized Operation Eagle Claw. Unfortunately, this operation was a complete disaster. On paper, this operation was straightforward. Delta Force would launch helicopters from a nearby desert station area. They would then assault the embassy and extract the hostages. However, sand got into the rotors when one of the helicopters took off. It jammed them and made the helicopter crash. It took the lives of eight American military members and one Iranian civilian. This operation would stain Carter's presidency and cause him to lose re-election. Overall, the hostages would be held for 444 days. The hostages would be kept in terrible conditions and tortured constantly. Of course, during all this, President Carter was working around the clock to secure the release of the hostages. However, there was some light at the end of the tunnel. When Iran entered the Iran-Iraq war, they were desperate for their frozen assets. 
They re-entered negotiations with the United States, having Algeria be a mediator. Finally, President Carter was close to getting a resolution, and then he lost the election in 1980. While the hostage crisis was going on, Carter had to run for re-election. Since the hostage crisis was a massive stain upon his presidency, it sealed the nail in the coffin of a disastrous term. President Carter would lose to Ronald Reagan in a landslide loss. To compound Carter's loss even more, minutes after Reagan was sworn into office, the hostages were released. Even though Carter had done 99% of the work in negotiations, Reagan claimed responsibility. With this, Reagan started off his presidency with a massive success. Of course, this is the Cold War, so I can't end this episode without discussing a conspiracy theory. In 1992, Gary Sick, a former national security advisor, claimed that there was collusion between the Reagan campaign and Iran. Sick contended that the Reagan campaign negotiated for the hostage crisis to be stretched through the 1980 election to help Reagan secure victory. After some time, Congress investigated these claims, but no hard evidence was ever found. I mean, come on, the conspiracy theory is ridiculous when you think of it. Carter already had a terrible presidency before the crisis, which only compounded it. Reagan would have had an easy time before the hostage crisis, and now he had an even easier time. The point I'm trying to make here is that Reagan didn't need help from the Iranians. Then again, the Iran-Contra scandal happened, so who knows? Well, that wraps up for today, Rose. I had a lot of fun researching this episode, and I hope you did hearing it. Either way, thank you for listening, Rose, and happy Friday.